just want to drink a beer. I'm drinking water. Two touchdowns a game? <laughs> yes, in the game. I don't know what we're doing in the front office, man. Twiddling our fucking dick. <laughs> Brian, I just need you to drink this. Wide <laughs> 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 receiver trivia. That's what she said. Her. Fuck. Her. Upset. Are those crutches? You can see Ryan's crutches. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, folks? Welcome back to your favorite show on the internet. This is After Further Review, episode 148. I am your co-host, Jalen Brown. And I'm your other wonderful co-host, Malin. And uh, outside of figuring out that I need to figure out what a fat boy shirt is, feeling pretty good right now. Good. Good deal. <laughs> and I'm your other great co-host, all the way from Sarasota. Sarasota. Sarasota native. This man. And I'm the recurring guest from the Pacific Northwest, G Money. I like how G Money's made himself regional. (laughs) 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 No longer local, no longer city or state. Regional. (laughs) Three states. That's right. Big big goddamn deal. Right. That is. Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you all again for all of us getting together another Wednesday. It's making it happen. I say we take a nice cheers to start yes. off the show the right way. Cheers, gentlemen. All right. So if you are not aware, we do live stream the show every Wednesday night. At 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we do this on YouTube. So if you click the first link down in your podcast description, you will be taken to uh, the most recent episode, the YouTube version. And you can hit subscribe. And that way, next Wednesday, you'll be notified when we go live. That way, you can watch the show live and weigh in using the live chat. Uh, and then vice versa. If you watch us live and just want to listen to the show, click the first link in the YouTube description to listen on your favorite podcast platform. So there is that. Uh, With that out of the way, though, let's get into our first topic of this week, which is our predictions for the AFC North. We've been breaking down every single division of the NFL uh, throughout the last several weeks. So we are on to the North now in the AFC. Um, It's going to be an interesting division. I think right off the bat, this is one of the more competitive if not the most competitive division uh got a lot of heavy hitters in this division and uh yeah so we're gonna break down what we think each team is gonna finish with at the end of the year as far as wins losses go um Nestor we'll start with you if you want to give us your prediction for the Browns let's start with the Browns I wasn't ready I'm just kidding Browns uh (laughs) I wasn't ready. First preseason game. <laughs> I think the Browns. Just kidding. Um, I think this man. they're going to go nine and eight. Okay. Um, and I think week one they beat the Bengals. That's my notable win Ooh. for them. Uh, week one is crazy, so I think they will upset the Bengals that first week. After that, I don't have any other notable wins or losses. I believe so. That's about it. 
Is that because you think Burrow is not going to play week one with his I think even if he... I don't think he's going to play, or if he comes back, I don't think he'll be at at 100%. Okay. Damn. All right, so 98 for the Browns from Nestor. Uh, G-Money. So I did this a few weeks back. So I've got them 8 and 9. And their only quality win comes (laughs) week 18 against the Bengals. Hmm. Other than that, you know, I, I, I just don't see them being that great of a team offensively. Defensively, they're pretty solid, and I'm just going to wonder if they're not going to get buyer's remorse with uh, Deshaun Watson. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Malin, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of feel like we're just going down one rung at a time. We got him at nine, we got him at eight. I got him at seven wins uh, for, for the good old Cleveland Browns. Um, maybe if they wore those white helmets more than one time, maybe I can get them up to nine wins because I think those helmets are clean. Right. Um, I still think it's weird that they're called the Browns and their helmets orange and we'd love <laughs> a white one. Um, but I had, when I did this, Burrow was supposed to be healthy. Uh-huh. That was before he came out. They would sleeve on the calf. Right. And then, you know, pulled up like stepped in dog shit. And then all of a sudden he's got a calf injury and he got Jamar Chase saying, I don't even want you to come back for week one. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, man, shut up. Like, what are you what are you doing? Um so I do have the Bengals beating the Browns in week one. I have the Steelers beating the Browns in week two. Um I got the Ravens or I got them beating the the Tennessee Titans, but I got the Ravens beating them in week four. I have them going one and five in the division. Um and the main reason why I have them going one and five in the division is that I do believe, like G-Money just suggested, that they're going to have buyer's remorse Hmm. with Deshaun Watson. Um, Part of me wonders if Deshaun Watson is going to suffer the same type of fate that Le'Veon Bell did. Hmm. You're going to be out of the league for over a year. You're going to come back, and we're just going to expect you to be that all-pro player. Right. And he certainly did not seem that way last year mm. down the stretch. Now, maybe with an off-season, OTAs, training camp, preseason, stuff like that, maybe he could be better. Right. Um, but we're, we're a few years removed of him bringing that Houston squad to the playoffs. Right. right. Um, with Deshaun or um, Hopkins, DeAndre we, Hopkins yeah. being his – his big wideout. Mm. So, so who's he throwing to? You know, right. you, yeah. you you got Chubb. That defense is still there, um, but that defense is another year older. To me, the Browns are in danger of blowing a great defense. The same way I believe that the Forty Nine ers are going to blow a great defense, um, to where you can't put all the tools together on offense yeah. to propel you forward. Um, so I got him going. Got him going seven to ten. You hit the nail on the head with us just. Moving that notch down. Got him six and eleven. <laughs> like money. <laughs> We're just uh, that's just how it goes. Uh notable wins here. I don't really have well, this is obviously not me to pick from in the first place. Uh yeah, I think that if Burrow is not their week one, maybe they could steal a game. So I I mean I wouldn't be too shocked if they're at seven to finish the year with but 
if he does start, I mean, I don't really give him a shot. I do have him beating the Steelers at home in week 11 and uh, beating the Jaguars and the Bears. And then and I also do have them beating the, the Ravens once. So, yeah. And the Titans. I think that's the, that's the sixth win. So They're just an unremarkable team. Yeah. They're average. Yeah, they, they which are. Which is better than what they were. For a long time. I mean, Hugh Jackson was taking ice baths. <laughs> And like the Ohio or <laughs> yeah. like the, some some river in Cleveland, uh, it's probably uh, radioactive because <laughs> of all the dumping they've done in that fucking cesspool <laughs> of a city. Um, Jesus, I mean That's nobody wants to live in Cleveland. Nobody Not even does. LeBron. Should've, Not at all. Oppenheimer should have tested the A bomb on Cleveland. It looks pretty goddamn desolate. That's but why. anyways, <laughs> it's a lot better than Hugh Jackson being like, I'm going to jump in this river if we don't win a game. And guess yeah. what, bitch? You didn't win a game, so hop on in. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, then, and then you win from Johnny Manziel to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. How do you not learn your fucking lessons? <laughs> How? Very strange yeah. in oh Cleveland. Oh, my God. Uh, let's move on to the Steelers. Um. <laughs> Nestor, go ahead. I was going to say something. I'll just refrain my comments. <laughs> go ahead, Nestor. Uh, I tried. Uh, I think they're going to go Dang. eight and nine. Oh, he actually tried. Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to... This is going to put an end to what? To Tomlin's uh, famous little what? The winning record? It's a little like it's not actually good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty impressive. It's almost 20 years. <laughs> it's like. I know. It is, it is the that ongoing like yeah. shtick of like. Like what? 18 years? No right. losing? Yeah. It's 17 something. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Um, a little. No notable wins. I mean. There's nothing really special here, but um, yeah, eight and nine. I feel like Najee's gonna have a good season. It's mm. gonna be he's gonna be their their saving grace from a a, a a worse record. So I think Najee's gonna do good. Um, but they're just gonna, I feel, drag some problems from last season. So eight and nine for me. All right, G money. Okay. I've got him going ten and seven. Um, I, I think uh, I think the offense is going to be better this this year, and and we already know the defense is decent, especially with Watt. Um, so big wins. I have them towards the end of the season and week uh, week sixteen beating Cincinnati. Um, I think that's pretty much. Well, I've got him beating Baltimore in week five. But other than that, there's no big, you know, wins you look at, no signature wins, right? Nothing that you look at and go, and these guys are, these guys are there. Because the rest mm -hmm. of the people that they beat either had losing records last year or have quarterback offensive line issues that they haven't fixed this year. <laughs> well said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Any uh, notable wins on your schedule? Wow. You said they beat the Ravens in uh, week five, I think. 
that was the and and Cincinnati in week week sixteen. Oh, and Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. All right. Some some nice divisional wins. Uh, Malin, what have you got? All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna snap back to reality here for a second. Um. No, I I I'm not a believer in Pickett. He didn't he didn't show me anything last year. Um, I love the you know I love coming up with nicknames for people. Small hands Pickett. He was definitely a playmaker um, at Pitt. Um, but the offense with the offensive line as terrible it is just seems lost. And Najee Harris mm. gets hurt every single year. I know this because I draft him every. <laughs> single <laughs> year. Well, last so, year was only the second year. So, yeah, two years in a row, he's missed like five or six games. I had uh, I had him as a rookie year. It was great for me. Yeah, until the elbow. Yeah, and then, whenever that was. That, I, think that I was mean, he's, he's going to end up being, in my opinion, a little bit better than Trent Richardson. He's going to get oh, you a thousand. He's going to be a lot better than Trent uh, Richardson. He's going to get you a thousand yards your first year. And then he's going to be okay the second year, but then he's just going to start falling off. I think injury is going to get the best of him. Um, I think they're running these these bell cow running backs that you're drafting early in the first rounds. I think they're running them ragged in college, and I think they have less carries in the NFL. Um, and I think that it's like, in my opinion, like two or three out of ten running backs who are taking those first round actually end up doing something like long-term, like the – Hmm. The Derrick Henrys, who's now getting hurt right. all yeah. the time. Okay, when was the last time we had an Adrian Peterson back? It was just running rampant for forever in the league. Yeah, um, they they just don't hold up. Yeah. Um, you got you got a couple of receivers, Claypool, um, and you know, G Money Isn't he is gone. Claypool's gone. Right? Oh, is Claypool gone? Is he in Chicago? Claypool's gone, but they've got yeah. um, uh, uh, Pickens, Pickens and, who's really uh, good. And is it? Johnson, other receiver. I don't really remember, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, we know Pickens and you said Johnson. I think you just made that up because that's like 75% of <laughs> I can't wide receivers in the NFL's last name Johnson. Um, Johnson. The, uh, so <laughs> anyway, 6 and 11. And what it really boils down to is I think they're going to end up going like 1 and 6 against teams that are going to have winning records that they're going to go against. They'll go 500 against teams with losing records. One and six against playoff teams. I do have them beating the Ravens in week 18. Um, I actually have your your Patriots beating them in week 14. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, I just think that last year was the start of an inconsistency that I'm not even sure that Tomlin is going to be able to escape because um, hmm. I, I – I just don't see the consistency there to be able to warrant saying, yeah, you're going to have a winning record. Right. So you said six games, right? Six games. It's probably on the low side. There might have been a couple forehead jokes in there. I was going to throw in a Shaq was here. <laughs> um, oh, damn. Maybe if it wasn't Shaq's favorite team, I might have been able to squeeze out one or two more. <laughs> but six is the best you get. Uh, they, they George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and Allen Robinson. Who I didn't even. Oh, know. Alan, he's still in the NFL. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Those are their three kind of. He's got one foot out the door. Let's see. He's got one logo on the helmet. Right? 
So I've got the Steelers at a good whopping seven wins, seven and ten. I'm the low, I'm the low man on the totem pole. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. No, I'm not not much different here. I've got them with a little hot start, winning the first two games of the season against San Francisco and Cleveland. Um, only because I think the quarterback situation in San Francisco is going to be a little weird. I think they might put out Trey Lance, and he's going to be a little, a little shaky <coughs> there. Um, besides that, you know, they'll beat the teams that they should. Um, but they're going to have a hard time in their division, and they don't have the easiest schedule to begin with. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, 7 and 10, so kind of hmm. too bad for them, but. We'll see. It's not too bad for them. Uh, let's move on to... Let's go Cincinnati next. Too bad Shaq's not here to defend himself. Right. <laughs> Nestor, what do you have Cincinnati doing? Uh, I got them at 11 and 6. Uh, like I said, week one, they lose to, the, to Cleveland. And that's about it. I don't feel like there's much... Many improvements they've made, right? They haven't really sh- shaken up their, their roster too much. So, um, I don't remember what their record was last season. Somebody remember? Hey, they had 11 wins last year. Yeah, so I'm about the same. Up, yeah. So, <laughs> nothing, nothing special. Uh, yeah. This man has high hopes. 11 wins ain't special. This man. <laughs> Well, nothing different nothing. from what we've seen is what I mean. Twelve and four. Didn't they have to? Oh, they were twelve and four. No, they, they game. What? Didn't they tie that the Monday night game against who? Against uh, Buffalo. Because the that one wasn't even recorded, so twelve and four is right. Because that's sixteen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. sixteen. They got hosed. They could have had the number right. one fucking seed. Right, right, right. Goddamn Hamlin. It was not a tie. It was what a bitch. A game that didn't exist. What a just bitch. Cr- uh, all right, G Money. <laughs> what a bitch. Once again, this was before the Burrows. Oh my God, my calf is falling off injury. Um, I had them at uh, thirteen and four. Um, I had them for the first. Uh, I had them going five and one before their bye week, losing of course to Seattle. And then um, after the bye week, I had them losing the Forty ers Big wins, uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. Um, oh, the other teams, when you look at them and think about them, they have they have issues either offensively or defensively. I mean, if you look at um, Minnesota, you're not quite sure what you're going to get there. They don't have a running. I don't know who their running back is now that they, you know, once they release Delvin Cook. Um Indianapolis, who's the quarterback? We don't know. And who's the running back? Oh, yeah, we don't know. Uh, they beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville's an up-and-coming team, but not there yet. So 13-4. and 13-4. and four. Junebug, what's up, man? Why came out here? I think you may be on mute or, or your mic's just switched to something else. I think he can hear us. We just can't hear him. Yeah, yep. seems to be. Give us a. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, how I can go ahead and go. It, yeah, go ahead. You you can keep uh keep yeah. trying to, but whenever we, we can hear you, we'll let you know. So, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and agree with with G Money at thirteen and four this year. Now, again, that was like he said that's before you know Burrow out there and was a bitch with a calf. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we can literally, hear like I got them losing to the Niners, Buffalo. One Baltimore, and then I actually do have them losing to Minnesota because I kind of feel like every great team loses one game they should win. Right. So I was trying to plan that out when I was doing this whole thing, and I was like, ah, you know, Minnesota's kind of running to the mill. That's the yeah. that's the trap game. <laughs> um, you know, they will have beaten the Jaguars and the Colts, and then going to Minnesota, probably overlooking them, want to spank the shit out of the Steelers again. Um, and so I got him going 13 and four. Um, now if Burrow misses a couple weeks, could they, I mean, could they lose two divisional games without Burrow? Hell yeah. Right. right. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Who's pretty much. Oh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no. Um, Jake Browning is the backup for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Jake He's Browning. Quarterback for the Washington Huskies. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> led him to the Sugar Bowl. I think it was against uh, Alabama. Um, at least I know he's competing for the number two job. Whether or not he gets it, I don't uh, know. But I don't know who the other person is. So he better next. fucking win, because <laughs> uh, I don't know who number three is right now, or who, hey, or who the other one is. You might see Jake uh, out there week one. <laughs> Jesus, I don't think that's a good thing though. <laughs> not if you're Bengals fan. <laughs> no, because Jake Browning was. He was all right with Washington, but you saw what happened against Alabama. Trevor Seaman. Well. <laughs> oh, Trevor Simeon? <laughs> he says Seaman. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was copying off of uh, a... <laughs> man, I hear think we porn <laughs> That's the Jacksonville <laughs> running back. Is it a running back or is it... What is it? Um, Etienne? Etienne. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you combined some names on that one. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> uh, um, well, listen, we got Junebug here. Yeah, Junebug. So just to yep. fill you in, in case you can't tell, we are breaking down the AFC North right now. We've already okay. been through um, the Browns, the Steelers. We're on the Bengals right now. So what do you think their their final record will be at the end of the year for the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, C- Cincinnati Bengals, I got them at 13-4. I believe they're going to be one of the top teams uh, in the AFC again. um, It's going to be them in Kansas City and, you know, as the top two teams with with Buffalo close behind them. So that's what I have. Gotcha. All right. Um, I've got them at 14 and three. This was also once again done before Joe Burrow had a bitch made calf. But yeah. it is something what it is. Man. Every damn training <laughs> camp. This man misses training camp. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe he needs that. To <laughs> right. Maybe he needs it to perform at an elite <laughs> level or something. I don't know. But uh, the only four losses, or sorry, three losses I have from them are week two against Baltimore, uh, week eight against San Francisco, week 11 against Baltimore again. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I've got Baltimore just gonna <coughs> sweep in them. And them huh? well, that's it. Yeah, those are the, the three losses right there. Okay, that's crazy. I got them starting six and zero. Oh. Mm. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So that, again, that's before the injury. Right. The first two yeah. weeks make me nervous now. Oh, yeah. Especially it, that Baltimore one. Yeah. Yeah. I would really hope he's back by then. But Brown, eh. They should be all right either way. Yeah. Um. All right. So that puts us to Baltimore next. Uh, Nestor, what do you have the Ravens doing? I got them winning one more game than last uh, season. So 11 and 6. I think this is their, maybe like their last, you know, hoorah before they um, decide to shake up their roster a little bit. I don't know what they're going to do, but um, notable wins or losses. Week 5, I have them losing against the Steelers. Um, when they go to, is it London that, that they're going to? Sure. I know mm-hmm. a few years back they had a really rough experience. And they're going, going week overseas. six with Tennessee. Um, they're going to beat Tennessee. They're going to change that. Um, but when they come back, they'll lose to the, uh, Detroit. I think Detroit's doing some good things. Mm-hmm. St. Brown is a beast. Um, so I got them losing to Detroit there. Um, and sorry, Malin, but they're beating the Seahawks at home on week nine. What about it? Nine. That's okay. I agree. I, I was gonna say I have the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't cheat. I don't know. I can't go seventeen to no. G money. And how much we want them to? Good lord. What do you have Baltimore doing, G money? I got them going ten and seven. Um, signature wins. Uh. Really, late in the season, the Dolphins at home, you know, when they're playing the Dolphins at in Baltimore, um, and, and that was one of those things I thought, Tua probably isn't going to make it through the season. Tua now, Tua kind of reminds me of uh, Garoppolo, you know, um, gets injured every season, and, and, and that's, that's a problem, I mean, because... He could be a really good quarterback, and with all the offense they have mm-hmm. around him. But I also think that um, if Harbaugh doesn't change his game plan and he continues to run Lamar Jackson like he does, that man is going to get injured again. Let the man throw. I mean, mm-hmm. I think for the first three games last season, he was putting up 300 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. Let him throw. It's not like he's not like Michael Vick, where he can't really come off of the first receiver and hit someone else. Give him some receivers and let the man throw, and they could do better than ten and seven. But right now, I got him going ten and seven. All right, ten and seven. G money, Malin. Um, <clears throat> I got him going twelve and five this year. Um. When I look at the breakdown after all the 18 weeks of going through this, I realized that I had them starting off like 10 and one. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn, <laughs> something's not right. But <laughs> when I have them going 10 and one, that's losing one Cincinnati beating Cincinnati. But then after that, you're beating the Texans, the Colts, the Browns, the Steelers. Outside of that, it's maybe the Titans or the Lions that can maybe sneak up on you. Um, in the middle of that pack, like they got a really easy, yeah, first 11, 12 weeks of the season, yeah, 
Um, I think they're going to trip up against the Chargers. I think they'll spank the Rams. Um, and then I have them losing to the Jaguars and the Niners. I do have them beating the Dolphins. I'm sorry. I just don't see the mammals going up there uh, into Baltimore week 17 without Tua because it will already be out seven weeks. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> but I do have, um, oddly enough, I got forehead Browns, Steelers, um, pulling off an upset of week 18. Just enough to keep the Ravens out of having the number one seed in the AFC and giving it to his fierce rival, the Bengals. Right. right. Poetic justice. <laughs> I love it. It's very uh, well said. Did that on purpose. <laughs> Junebug, what do you think the Ravens are doing this year? Um, I got them at 11 and 6. Uh, I think uh, Lamar does make a comeback. I think he does stay healthy this season. But I do see them. I see a couple of trap games. I see them losing to both the Titans and the Lions back-to-back weeks. Uh, You know, that's just going to be two tough games back to them. But I do see them late in the season beating the 49ers. I see that that as as Harbaugh going out there and just out-coaching. You know, they don't have D'Amico Ryan anymore with San Francisco. So I see Harbo just going out there and out coaching uh, the uh, 49ers staff. Uh, but I do agree uh, that they will lose to the Steelers the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a trap game. And so I think that will be a game that they will drop at the end of the season. Anybody that says the Niners are going to drop a game is a friend of mine. <laughs> Even if they're a Cowboy fan. <laughs> a kindred spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the Ravens going 13 and 4. Okay. I am really a believer. Uh, what G Money was just saying that they're going they need to let Lamar throw. I'm I'm buying into that. I think their offense is going to be a bit transformed this year and not so focused on him running around. And they've got him some weapons between OBJ, Zay Flowers is looking really good in training camp. That dude is, is stupid quick. Um, I think that if they just play to those strengths more instead of just the Lamar running strength, it will just make their offense way more dynamic and uh, make them just deadly. Um, Notable, I guess more notable losses in this case. It is important to note that, listen, people, okay, we, we get it. If Lamar Jackson gets hurt... Don't come in here week nine, week ten, yeah. holding us yeah. to these damn records. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> you missed me <laughs> with this because Tyler Huntley and Josh Johnson <laughs> aren't leading shit above two to three games. <laughs> right. Okay. Tyler Huntley pro looked bowler. like look yeah, pro bowler. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like a slightly wet elbow macaroni out there last year. <laughs> like, just, I'm not going to say it looked like a limp noodle, but he wasn't fully cooked either. He was, <laughs> it just looked bad. How that man was <laughs> a pro bowler with two touchdowns and three interceptions, <laughs> I don't understand what it. we're doing. Like, how many people had to say no? I kind of uh, feel like yeah. a backup quarterback, another backup quarterback had to say no before he said yes. It had to. For him to have two to. and three and be like, yeah, I'm a pro bowler. Right. It's good. Well, you know, if he didn't fumble that ball, some will still say that they would have won that playoff game. Mm. But 
Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they'll go thirteen to four again. That is all uh, hinging on Lamar's health, though. So hopefully he stays healthy and it's you know not an issue at all. But um, yeah, so for I think Nestor, you have the Bengals and the Ravens tying. So who do you think ultimately will, will win? Yeah, Bengals will have the better uh, division record. So okay, okay, them at four and two in their division. So yeah. So we all have the Bengals winning the division. If I'm looking yep. at that right. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no nothing to argue about there. Um, we will kind of revisit this in the second half of the show when we do community comments to see what the folks weighed in on. Um. But yeah, that will do it for our AFC North record predictions. Uh, we will move into the news for the week. Today's top stories and breaking news. All right. News for the week. Let's start off with, uh, to me, what was the biggest news. <laughs> Richard Sherman is going to be replacing Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. Uh, so he will be sitting across from good old Skip Bayless. And he'll be on the show apparently... 50 to 100 times a year um, as FS1 is trying other co-hosts out as well. What this is sounding like is they're kind of transforming the show into more like uh, first take where it, you know, <coughs> Skip is Stephen A and then they have kind of like a revolving door of guests that come through every so often. Uh, but it sounds like Richard Sherman is going to be the most frequent on the show. He'll still be on Thursday Night Football doing that from Amazon. Um, so if, if you were going to miss him there, don't worry about that. He's still he's still there. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about uh, Sherm popping up on Undisputed? I, I think it's funny for two reasons. Um, we'll get to the feud that they had way, way back in the day where Sherman basically just wanted to go on his show and just railroad him <laughs> um, in classic Sherman fashion. Uh, but when when they came out and first he saw the headlines, Sherman joined Undisputed. I was like, oh shit, this right. is. If he thought that Shannon Sharp was not going to want to acquiesce, like what is he doing with Richard Sherman? Like, there is not a more opinionated person in the last fifteen years in the NFL than than Richard Sherman. Um, he scared the shit out of Aaron Andrews when they won when they beat the <laughs> Niners um, in, in that post game press conference. She's still scared but, of him. Yeah, she's still scared of him. Um, the uh, but when when they came out and said, yeah, he's going to do fifty to a hundred shows. Yeah, I was like, well, okay. First of all, there's uh, two hundred and sixty episodes of Undisputed a year. Right, right. So we're either talking about a third or we're talking like 25% or less than 25%. Yeah. And how do you go from 50 to 100? Like who is deciding? Is he yeah. doing 50, 60, 75, 80, 90 to 100? Mm. Um, so to me, I think it was a headline grab to let everybody know. Skip Bayless with his Crypt Keeper ass is still going to somehow try to be relevant um, <laughs> with his hot dumb ass takes. Um <laughs> That just you know, sucking off the Cowboys and hating LeBron James. Like I don't know what else it is you want from me to say about Skip Bayless. Uh, so he's gonna still be on air. Um, yep. I don't know who the other gonna 
the other people are going to be. Uh, like you said, it sound it actually sounds more like what first take was. Um, even before Stephen A. Smith, because yeah. Skip Bayless did first take with uh, Woody something. Um, I know you're talking about the older, ah, he's from Denver. Older guy, crazy yeah. ass guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. just mm. off the wall. Like if he didn't take his meds, you knew he didn't take his meds. <laughs> um, and then he left, and he went back to whatever ESPN's Price Is Right show is, where they do all the point totaling. Um, and then they started doing like a, no- a bunch of like random people. Yeah. Um, and then they settled on Stephen A. Smith. So it sounds like Skip's kind of going to go back to that because he doesn't want maybe another person to challenge him. He doesn't want an equal. Skip just wants to railroad people. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. Skip. Jeez. I've I heard that another person that FS1 is targeting is Keyshawn Johnson. Oh my god. Which I don't know how that would work. Right. You get sound. you get Keyshawn Johnson. Richard Sherman and Warren Sapp. <laughs> mm. And they would just beat the shit out of Skip. <laughs> they just kill him. Like, sooner or later, they'd kill him. You say one thing. <laughs> if any one of those three were on the show when Hamlin's bitch ass fell out, it would have been anarchy the next week. The next day. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Sharp was reserved. Yeah, that by not coming. Right. Save Skip's life by not coming on the show. <laughs> he, he knew, do not go in that studio. <laughs> left his left his dumb white ass out there just to talk the show by himself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Keyshawn Johnson, do it. Yeah, oh my uh, god, that'll be interesting. Get you some. Put Chris Carter back on FS1. <laughs> bring all the old hats back. Uh. June, do you have any thoughts on Richard Sherman making appearances on the show? Well, I think, you know, you look at it, and it's a brilliant move to put another guy like Shannon Sharp on because Shannon Sharp was such a major presence on that show Mm -hmm. that you got to have somebody that's just as big and just as alive on that show, or it's really going to be just Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless talking over everybody. Now you've got to have somebody that can match Shannon Sharp's energy, and I think that Richard Sherman is the perfect guy to take over that spot. Because, number one, he is, he is a football IQ guy. The guy is sharp as a whip when it comes to you know, football. Mm-hmm. So he knows football, and so I think he'll be a good match. And he knows other sports, too. I think he'll be yeah. a great match uh, for, for Skip Bayless. And it sounds like with the doing 50 to 100 shows – it, what it sounds like to me is like he's only going to be doing football. Is that is that what the case may be? Mm, yeah, Probably like the big hitters, yeah. maybe from mainly the football season. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that that makes okay. sense. I don't know. He really knows okay. anything about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beats me. Um, I just think, listen, the the greatest thing ever is that at least Shannon Sharp had respect for the man. Like. Richard Sherman went on his show and said, you've never accomplished anything. <laughs> that was the old Richard. That's the same Richard. He's better at life than you, and you've never accomplished anything. It's the same Sherman. He's only he's just lost two Super Bowls since then. But it's the same Sherman. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. It is. I do think as far as like energy and like that personality, they, they probably couldn't have found a better match there. 
Right. Um, it's just going to be interesting. If it if he is going to be on just for football, what are they going to do come you know February? Like I'm, once the NBA kicks in. But I'm just glad they didn't try to move like Emmanuel Acho. <laughs> oh, that would not that, go well. That man, I mean, that show speak. <laughs> Jesus, that's an interesting one. Uh, what are we doing? G Money, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, uh, so as we all know, Sherm has no respect for Skip whatsoever. None. None. I don't think he's gonna be. I, I, I really don't think that he is gonna go along with. Hey, you have to take this position. I think if any of you, and probably you don't, but if you all remember the Saturday Night Live from like the mid to late 70s with uh, <laughs> Chevy Chase and uh, Jane Curtin, I, they point, counterpoint, I can see Sherman doing that going, skip you ignorant slut. The fuck do you know? Who did you <laughs> suck to get this job? I can just see him doing that. Um, the You're going to have thing, to have the drop Ryan button ready, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, they were in talks with Lil Wayne to do mm. do some mm. Fridays. And um, oh, yeah, I thought to myself, well, that's that's kind of out of the out of the box. Now, if you all have um, heard any of the interviews that Lil Wayne has done in the past, this man is highly intelligent. And um, I can see him sitting down and basically schooling Skip again. I mean, Skip doesn't know what he's in for with Sherman, and if they do have Lil Wayne doing some um, spot episodes on Fridays, nah, he, he'll he beg to, 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 to have that show changed. Yeah, I mean, I've I read the same thing, that Lil Wayne is supposed to have, like, a segment or two, like, every Friday. Okay. How him and Skip became friends, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I I feel like that would just turn into just this, them both I mean, each other somebody's off. Somebody's sister uh, slept with one. Of them <laughs> 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 I, uh, I don't friends. know. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you think about? Uh, uh, no, sure. this is the same thing. Like I said, like uh, I remember their feud from a few years back. So. Mm. Um, this should be interesting. We're going to see a lot of memes, a lot of uh, mm. videos yeah. coming out, shorts coming out of that. So it should be really interesting. All right. Moving on. Uh, Alvin Kamara will be suspended for the first three games after his little, little fight he had last year or being involved in a fight. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think about the NFL handing down three games for Kamara? Because I feel like he made out pretty well if you ask me three games i mean saints aren't doing anything anymore. yeah are we kidding but that's pretty good but he's not yeah. gonna be on my fantasy team <laughs> i can tell you that much you know he's still gonna end up drafting <laughs> i'm not making the same mistake i made last year so no, no, it's I'm gonna be anymore. like it's gonna be like round seven he's you're it. <laughs> no no way G money. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was light. I mean, the man pleaded no contest, paid a hundred thousand dollars to the guy that he put in the hospital, hmm. and he gets three games. It's like, wait a minute, this guy put a man in the hospital and pleaded no 
no contest to the charges and paid him 100 grand and you're going to suspend him for three games and there are other players out there that have done less and you're spent suspending them for six or more games makes no sense to me no sense hey some people are just betting on the game and being out a year um <laughs> Ru- henry rugs the third gets to kill a girl and his dog and he gets three years in prison right so that's, I mean, uh, maybe if you get right. three years for killing somebody in prison, you get right. three games yeah, for putting for somebody in the hospital. Right, yeah, I don't know. The <laughs> math, the math does not math. And no, <laughs> it doesn't. I don't think either of these fit the crime. <laughs> um, when we're suspending people, at Calvin Ridley for a whole damn year. Um, for a little FanDuel action. And uh, now ESPN yeah. is coming out with their own sports betting. They are company. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Which who is ESPN in bed with? Yep. Oh, that's right, the NFL. Right. Um, but so so yeah, I, I don't know. All these suspensions. Sorry, just going on that. Is is it going to be under their name? Or are they doing like a? Separate it's ESPN uh, plus bet or something is what it's going to be. So it's going to have the ESPN logo. It's still okay. Yeah, they're like. Psh. MGM and Caesars ain't getting all this action. <laughs> um, and in the same token, they announced it today, and DraftKings DraftKings stock dropped nine percent. Wow! Just today alone, yeah. just by announcing that they're going to do it. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. that is that's how that works. Its own news story. Yeah, I think it was like ten years ago. You could get fired if you mentioned the point spread. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, you could do it on TV. Now you're like you're getting like, a hole. <laughs> yeah. And now they have a whole segment. They have yeah. a whole oh, yeah. Wow. That just nice. feels like ESPN trying to, they know they got to do something drastic because they've been doing really bad yeah. as of late. So they're like, fuck it. Let's, let's go with some sports. Yeah. Let's, let's they're going to have Mickey Mouse yeah. in the back. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> setting, up, <laughs> setting up the lines. <laughs> right. <laughs> With a little, with a little uh, white visor <laughs> with a clear the green cap, with a clear <laughs> hanging out some poolside in Florida. Got to get some money somehow. Uh, June Bug, what do you think about Camara suspension? Well, you know me. I'm, of course, I'm a Cowboys fan, right? And so, <laughs> and so, I go back to when Zeke got suspended That's for right. six games. Oh damn! That's for, yeah. for less, you know, for less and I'm like okay this guy actually you know look look what he did compared to what Zeke did and I'm like he only got three games and Zeke got six I'm like uh what was that running back that got suspended basically forever for punching his wife in the that was uh Ray, Ray Rice yeah Ray Rice okay Ray Rice yeah. okay. what Kamara did was closer to what you know Ray Rice right. did you know so it's kind of like what is what is Goodell doing you know, I still don't think Goodell actually has a handle on suspensions. Mm-hmm. I, I I still think he's he's lacking that department and handing down punishments in the NFL players. And if I'm some of these players and I'm the players union, I'm looking at this like we need to go back to the drawing board, and and Roger Goodell really needs to go back to the drawing board and 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 look over. Uh, his policies again because it's it's just too inconsistent for me, you know. It's it's very inconsistent. So yeah, I think that's been one of his like 
biggest knocks against him is that when it comes to handing down punishments, it's, it's kind of one, it's late always, and then two, it's all over the place. Um, I feel like it's very uh, kind of the more polarizing stuff, they'll hand out the suspensions more heavy. Because, I mean, Ray Rice hitting his wife or Zeke getting into some kind of domestic dispute with his lady is not, or is more polarizing than Alvin Kamara getting into a bar fight with another dude that's like, yeah. kind of like, who cares? Yeah, I, I think the video of him dragging his wife out of the elevator right. Ray Rice. Right. Like some Flintstone shit, like he just hit her over the head with a club. Right. I think that's <laughs> a little more polarizing. Right. Yeah, and I feel like you know, however that balances, that's more of so what the NFL and Roger Goodell is looking at is just the the reaction and how it's perceived, the perception of it. I, I just don't even think that Roger Goodell really knows what the NFL owners want him to do when it comes to yeah. suspensions. Because mm. yeah. everyone wants him to be heavy-handed with suspensions until it's their player. They're like, right. hey, hold up, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right, let's go easy. It's not like Kamara out here showing his belly button like Zeke. We can ease off a few games. <laughs> like, they just, like, I, I kind of feel like the NFL gives mixed signals about what they, they care. The NFL cares about what the media cares about. Right, exactly. If the media don't give yeah. a shit that Adam Kamara got into a bar fight with somebody, he's not going right, to get a lot of games. Right. But if Zeke does something, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. You jumped into too many Salvation Army buckets, man. You played. You played for the star. <laughs> yeah. You're getting some games. Ray Rice, you clubbing your girl, right. dragging her elevator. You're never coming back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, betting yeah. on football. Oh, bitch, yeah. bye. Right. You like marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. Sorry about your. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> but you ain't playing no more. But we'll give you some amphetamines, <laughs> though. <laughs> we'll get you hooked on painkillers. Um, fuck concussions. <laughs> so God. it's just like uh, whatever yeah. whatever society cares about, right. they're like, we care too. Yeah. Because right. the Camara thing wasn't yeah. that big of a story. Like the average person right. didn't really hear too much about this. But if we go back to last year, year before Deshaun Watson, everybody was seeing oh, how yeah. many games he's gonna get. Like that was everybody was just waiting to see what was Goodell mm-hmm. gonna do. And obviously he got a pretty heavy suspension, but uh in comparison it just kinda goes to show where it's like very picky and choosy. But anyway, um moving out of football, let's get into the fact that the US women's team gets Roger. knocked out the round is 16 to Sweden. Um, Nestor, let's start with you first here. Uh, JT, what's up, man? I looked up. I thought I was going to see Nestor. I saw JT. Where <laughs> I think I got We're like the gremlins. You're just bottom. pouring water on us. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Nestor. I'm sorry. JT, we'll, uh, we'll come around to you. Um, you guys can't see me, right? Uh, we can hear you though. All right, that's fine. Um, I have a few things to say about this. <laughs> um, I think it's appropriate, number one, that they got equal pay for equal 
uh, performance now because oh, they got eliminated in the first round, just <laughs> as the men. So now everything yes, is equal. Same performance. Right? <laughs> um, I think when Rapina was asked the highlight of her career, you would think that any athlete, they would just point back, back to, you know, a big game, or a big performance. She just, just jumped, jumped right into, like, like the, the pay gap situation. Which, I don't know, I feel like it just shits on her entire team. Because right. after everything they did, all the championships, like, they're pretty successful. Well, not anymore, but they were. Um, I remember that, that game against Japan, I think it was, in the final, uh, oh, last World like, Cup. That, oh was, that was a pretty yeah, good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it puts, it kind of, again, shits on, like, players like Carly Lloyd, who hmm. they put the team first and winning first. So, um I think we need to stop uh, trying to, I don't know, make other people feel guilty about things that it just does, doesn't correspond to them. Or, you know, you got to agree with my beliefs because I'm right. And, and if you don't agree, then you're just, you know, right. bigot or you're ignorant. Mm -hmm. it, it just economy doesn't work like that. Like it's it's based on revenue. I don't know what to tell you. Just get more people to watch you know, especially women. Women want to watch the Kardashians. They don't want to watch <laughs> women's soccer. My wife doesn't want to watch uh, the there Colombian national team play. I'm trying to get her to watch it. She's like, I don't, I don't care. I hope they lose. That's what she says. Oh, Jesus. Damn. I don't know. I don't no, know what she's to do. not American. You know, so. <laughs> no, he's talking about I the Colombian team. Oh, the Colombian team. <laughs> yeah. She was talking about the <laughs> Colombian national team. Oh, okay. It wasn't even the American Damn. team. She's like, what's but Chloe doing? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to say I'm glad it happened, but it just kind of makes a statement now, you know? Because the other European teams, like, uh, not the other European teams, but the, the European teams are focused on winning. Like Sweden, mm. they're focused on winning, and they're going to keep beating the U.S. if the U.S. is focused on other things that it's not the sport or it's not ball. Mm. Yeah. Well... Uh, Mainly, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, I I agree with Nestor that the moment that you start making your sports persona more than the sport that you play, you are going to become polarizing. Right. Okay. Uh, people shit on LeBron James all the time, uh, but they never shit on Michael Jordan. Due in part, Michael Jordan stayed away. From all that stuff, mm -hmm. okay. LeBron James very in it. Um, the but when you look at like the the women's team this year, I mean <coughs> they scored three goals against Vietnam when they were supposed to win. The line was six and a half. Wow! So they won three nothing when the line was six and a half. Then you do two straight draws. Okay, mm. you got you got three goals in the group stage. Then you go to the knockout round. Now they played a really great match. They get Sweden. They were very close to actually winning that game. Uh, well, maybe not winning it, but scoring a goal, I think it was in the 58th minute. Um, why they took Alex Morgan out and put Rapino in, um, and Rapino overran two shots on goal that she could have had before you get the penalty kicks. Where it really just drives a nail in the coffin of this team, what's going to make them more polarizing is that they had at least in, I'm thinking now, because I watched it live, 
mm. like seven something in the morning. I'm watching it live. Um, they had at least two chances to win it in penalty kicks and missed it both times. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rapino was one of them. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rapino walking back and she's laughing, smiling. Maybe the irony of it, probably with the understanding of people about to drag me through the coals right, right, for missing this. Like, I don't think that Rapino didn't care. Like, right. that, that's Maybe. kind of the narrative that's been okay. happening. It's people are like, well, Rapino just doesn't right. care. I'm like, okay, first of all, her legacy would be that much greater if she was a part of a squad that won three World Cups in a row. So to say that now it may have been a little bit self-serving motivation mm. um, because I do think she's a little bit about causes more than, than team at some points, like Nestor says. Yeah. Um, but her legacy would have been so much better if they'd have found a way to win this cup. Um, and I think that the weight of the world was on her shoulders when she had the opportunity to win it. And she had been money. In penalty kicks in World Cups past, but she's been playing. She played terrible in this World Cup, um, and then she missed it. I think reality set in. She's like, "Yep, but has some hot coals in my ass because they're about to drag me yeah. through some shit." Um, I even heard a report that her and Alex Morgan came to blows in the locker room because Alex Morgan was pissed off about her smiling and laughing. Um, after she missed that penalty kick, because Morgan was taken out, she couldn't be a part of that. Yeah, because they put Rapino in there. Right. Um, and so I don't know. You had what twelve or fourteen new players that had never played in the World Cup before. Um, so it's not like it's like a seasoned veteran team like what they had had. Yeah. Um, but you just expected more. Absolutely. You expected more. Yeah. Especially like the commercials they came out with. Mm. Like, the only way you're going to beat us is if you go back and past and kill us as kids. Pretty much is what the commercials were. Um, That was like, I was like, God damn. I guess somebody went back in time, huh? That is is American hubris at its best. Where's Michael J. Fox's Parkinson's ass? Send him back there, hit somebody with a DeLorean. Um, But I was just like, man, that's that's Americans being full of ourselves. Yeah. Of anything. The, The whole rest of the world is that scared of us. Right, you got to invent time tram time travelers. You're gonna beat us, and then we. Get that that hasn't been just just a quick little insert. That hasn't been the only delusion. Like, Rapino said that Sue Bird had the best career, athletic career of like of all time. Of all time, yes. Yeah, of did. all time, uh, yeah. Like yeah. All we, athletes we, we, of all time. We, we, we talked about that. Yeah. Like that's that's. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. Sue Bird's her wife. She's gonna say that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> Sue Bird is her wife. So she's going to say that. I mean, you you say things about your spouse, whether whether they're they're true or not. Right. Mm. What she should have Mm. said was she's probably had the best (laughs) career of any woman basketball player. And that would have been more accurate. Man, I can name a thousand. You can't even name five women's basketball players, Nestor. Shut up. Not yeah. basketball players, but uh, other yeah, any other, other sport. Oh, <laughs> women's athletes. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. one what? Um, three WNBA titles, two oh, um, college <laughs> titles. Uh, God, I don't know what. Three, four gold medals. I mean, it's hard to even. If you look at the, the U.S. men's basketball team, it's hard to find a player that that achieves the same. 
but um, as far as women go, um, who would you look at? Uh, maybe, a, I mean, you start looking at maybe track and field or maybe swimming, <laughs> but then swimming, you, you, you're looking at straight at uh, national titles uh, and um, well, gold medals. Swimming has been taken um, over by the men now. We've archery. Archery. <laughs> archery. We got the 247th ranked male is the number one ranked female swimmer now. Uh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Junebug is like, I'm uh, getting off, man. I'm, I'm already a Cowboys fan. I can't be associated with that crap. The screws are reading to Williams and everything she's anyways, we, anyways, we got JT on here now, too. Yeah, JT, uh, can you hear us all right? Uh, I think you're still on mute. If you want to just uh, say what's up, man. I looked up thinking I was going to hear Nestor talk, and I was like, Nestor looks different. (laughs) 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 That's that Saratoga son. That threw me off. (laughs) Saratoga. Uh, I don't think we can hear JT. Nope. No, we can't hear him. Okay. There he is. There he is. Thank you for joining us. This is your, your second time on the show. Um, I mean, you know us. We're just nothing but nonsense. But um, we did our, our AFC North predictions a little while ago. We are going to kind of revisit it in the second half. Um, so you'll have your chance to, to speak on that. But we, we've got some more stuff coming on. Before we get to our halftime break, <laughs> though, we have got to... T- there was a few fights this last this last week. This is just one of them. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the best one. This uh, Guardians and White Sox brawl that broke out. Uh. We uh, have got to <laughs> take a little little look here. Oh, you got the video? Yes. Uh, now this, this is the greatest thing in the world, people. At the people at home can see this. Um, you guys here on Discord won't, okay. but it is. You just want to look up on YouTube or whatever. But if we just take a, a little look here on what happened. I mean, he slaps him right in the head in the butt. <laughs> He's like, hey, butthead. <laughs> and then, okay, so so right there, you got a problem. Right there. We'll, we'll, we'll because, because Anderson, why when he got poked in the hand, why, why did he go into a southpaw stand? <laughs> He's not left-handed. <laughs> I know he's not left-handed because his glove was on his left hand, but then he went into a southpaw stance and he tripped. <laughs> he like stumbled before he even got hit. Right. And he looked <laughs> like he had some good blows. He was throwing over the head of Ramirez because Ramirez is store. He got clocked. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> dropped on that video. That right hook. It was just thing of beauty. Just right. <laughs> just. And the fact that he tried to come back on the field, even though his ass had to get helped off the field, like he had to get carried by two people, basically. And it's like, no, nah, I don't even know what happened, man. Um, what, what is that? Is the fight over? Is the fight over? Did he kick me? Goddamn octopus out here. Like Kevin Hart. He's like, <laughs> like I'm going to defeat this man half. Um, and then he went on social media. Did you see what he said on social no, media? No, I did not. The social media was basically like, oh, we're going to come back. But watch out. <laughs> You're on the comeback. And I'm like, dude, not only did you get your ass knocked out, but you got three more games right. than Ramirez. Right. <laughs> it was the irony of it. Like, and then man. he comes back and gets hit by a pitch. 
<laughs> on the next game back, gets drilled <laughs> by pitch. It's not having a good week. It's not good it for wasn't, Anderson. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like a uh, what is it like a when Jose Batista got punched in the face. It wasn't like one of those punches. It was kind of no. like a windmill. Yeah, Ramirez. Ramirez cannot act like he meant to right. do that. Yeah. He was just throwing haymakers uh, like Paul out there. I don't think just, he saw what he. I think he yeah. had his head down. Just yep. Yeah. Didn't he, even. Just, just didn't even. Didn't even know what he hit when he uh, hit him. <laughs> But again, man, when you look at the video, Anderson has a glove on his left hand. Yeah. And then he takes the glove off and he puts himself in the southpaw stance where he has to jab with his <laughs> with his dominant hand. What? This is why this is why athletes need to stick to their sport. <laughs> you end up just looking stupid. We're gonna cross over, do some golf. And with the little I heard, stumble. Uh, I was like, you got shook before you got hit. I heard Jake Paul wants him in a boxing match. <laughs> probably, probably does. That's, an, that's next. There's going to be stipulation that Anderson has to fight Southpaw, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Logan Paul won't fight anybody that actually is a boxer. They'd be like, uh, they'd no. be like, they'd be no, like hey. They're, they're just... Yeah, they're, they're like, hey, we got an MA fighter that uh, is a striker. He wants to fight you. Nah, pass. <laughs> Uh, we got a science teacher that says you a bitch. Science That's my guy. We're going 4-0. <laughs> about to That's be a right. champ. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. I think that will do it for the first half. Um, Junebug, are you going to be sticking around for the second half? Or are we saying goodbye? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm in. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. Oh. JT, are you also sticking around for the second half? can't stick around i can't stick around for the whole entire second half but y'all got me for the next 30 minutes okay nice. i do Sounds just good. i just want to point out one more thing about this Anderson thing. is that the guardians had the best troll job i've ever seen on social media because they took the whole muhammad ali frazier thing with the down goes frazier they put up a clip that said down goes anderson <laughs> i was like god <laughs> damn <laughs> <laughs> just they are proud. I've just never they seen a baseball proud. player take a hit like that. <laughs> like, I've seen Nolan Ryan put people in headlocks and punch them in the face. Yeah. I've seen the one that, uh, that Nestor was out, but I've never seen someone just lose their life out of their body with a hit on a baseball field <laughs> like he did. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And he was tripping after. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He needed some help. Someone should have took his cell phone away, too. Don't, don't let that man tweet what he was tweeting. <laughs> I mean, I like Somebody the announcers interview. when they're saying, and, and, and they're holding him back. No, they're holding him uh, up. Yeah, they're holding <laughs> him up. That man got blocked, and, and he doesn't know where he's at. Like, they're not holding him back, man. If they let him go, he's going back down on the ground again. When they did, when they did a close-up with him walking him back to the bench, man, or the dugout, and he's like, I, I, don't, even know what, uh, I don't even know what happened. Am I even a baseball player? We're Sue Bird. I'm going to dunk on her ass. <laughs> just, it's crazy. It's All right, we're gonna go to halftime. We'll have a, a, a kind of a shorter halftime just for time purposes because we also started late today. So, um, yeah, we're gonna go halftime. We'll be back in probably like five minutes or so. So, when we come back, we have community comments and what's up with that. So, we will see you in just a few minutes. We are back. Skipping the music this week. 
little too involved. Just keep it simple. I uh, <laughs> hope you guys had a good uh, halftime break. We are almost all of us are back. G Money's probably on his way. Uh, Where'd G Money go? I'm not sure, but in the okay. meantime, I did want to give it a chance to formally introduce. Uh, so Junebug Spade is here. Uh, Junebug, we had mentioned one of your TikTok comments several weeks ago. And gold. We were, we were like, this. We got to get a hold of this man. Uh, so gold. It's a pleasure to have you on, good sir. If you want to plug your uh, your TikTok for people to follow you, please go right ahead. Yeah, you can uh, follow me, uh, Junebug. Or uh, Tar Heel since uh, '73. Uh, you know, I do, I do a lot of Cowboys content, but I also do a lot of NFL predictions. I lived in Vegas for ten years, so throughout the, throughout oh, the season, snap. I will be uh, doing NFL. I will be doing uh, some un, uh, some handicapping of some games. I'll pick some of the better games of the week, or you know, you know, for the worst games of the week, and I will handicap them and. And uh, from the time I lived in Vegas, I learned, I learned from some of the best out there. This, this man, <laughs> is, and first of all, like me and my, we love Vegas. We we go to Vegas all the time. Um, I've been to Vegas twice in like two and a half months. Um, <laughs> you want to know when you're a degenerate gambler? When you're gonna gamble on like the Thursday night football games, and that is exactly. <laughs> What this man is talking about, he's like, listen, man, I'll, I'll give you the spread on the worst games because <laughs> yeah. you know you got to get the itch. You know right. you got to watch it. Yeah. Not everybody right. can, yeah. can yeah. stomach watching Stroud and Lawrence fumble <laughs> all over the goddamn field <laughs> on a Thursday right. night. I mean, maybe the Jaguars will be better this year, but it right. used to be every Thursday night, whenever those two teams would be on, oh, man. I'd be like, why so, do we not have a G right. League? For football, <laughs> right. when we got these two squads, but this man. Well, I'm, gonna tell you something. I, I'm gonna tell you something. A couple of years ago, I think it was the Texans and the Browns, and they both were bad. And let me tell you, year. I took the over in that game. I, I took the over, and then I took the uh, point spread. And let me tell you, that game did not disappoint. And it's one of the best. Two bad teams are one of the best games to bet on so because. About. You're going to make money on them. You should you should make money on them, especially if you bet the over. When Ride or Die or Five comes back, that's our betting segment. Once the season starts, oh, that's best be believe we gotta have you back. Oh on. yeah, you gotta be on it. It'll yeah. be a wonderful Ride or Die in Five. Right. I mean, someone has to give us a competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JT, uh, this is your second time on the show for folks that are not aware. JT's got a fantastic YouTube channel. You want to plug your channel, my man? Yeah, you guys can go ahead and subscribe to JT Sports. We go live every day, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. We talk everything American football. I know football gets loosely thrown out there with, you know, soccer mm. going on and whatnot. So American football, you there know, you we're talking college football, NFL, NFL draft, into the XFL, man. You Y'all remember Tavon Austin? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. the West Virginia version, not oh. the NFL version. Oh, not, not, not the Ram version. Oh, he is. Interesting. Oh, not, not the St. Louis Ram version. <laughs> they called him Concussion he's, he's Austin. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. I knew him as, I knew him as Concussion Austin. That little man always had, always hitting his head on every goddamn thing. 
Let's get into my favorite segment of this damn show, community comments. This is where we take <laughs> some of the stuff that we've been talking about this past week on social media and see what the uh, what you guys at home have been saying. So let me pull up. Is this your favorite because other people take our takes and say you're full of shit? Yes. Okay, absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Yes. Oh, this, this should be really good. And then I take it personally. <laughs> Yeah, this is where he fell in love with Junebug. By the way, it was in the yeah, exactly. social. I was like, this man's gold. Man, coming out here swinging haymakers like Ramirez. Uh, so let's start. <laughs> uh, let's start with the who's winning the AFC North. Um, so I, Junebug was here saying that Cincinnati's gonna win. Uh, Carolyn Love says Cincinnati, and they're not my team. He's trying to say he's not biased. Justice saying the Ravens. Brady is saying Bengals win it, but all of the other teams could win it if just a few things go right for them. Mm. Paul says, I don't even have a guess. It can <laughs> Jesus, what the? I don't have a guess. <laughs> Paul, why are you writing, <laughs> Paul? <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> why did you even click let me comment? I don't have a guess, but I better uh, comment anyway. <laughs> God, okay, first of all, we need to figure out where he's from, and he shouldn't be able to vote for the next yeah, president. Might, you, <laughs> like, you should not be able to vote. You, you may not live here. Hopefully. Jesus. Um, Nestor, Taylor, did I comment on that? Nestor says... Yeah, Nestor always does. Nestor takes a page out of Paul's book here. Could it be the Bengals oh or Baltimore, God. but Steelers and the Browns no. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nestor did that shit on purpose because he knows I get riled up when people name one or two... When they name more than one team that's going to win something. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was Jesus doing. Jesus, Lord. Uh, Michael, is, sorry, his name is Michael, in quotes, Kanye's version. I, I don't know what that means, but Steelers all the way. Who like said Michael. that? That was Michael. Michael. Kanye's version of Michael. And then my favorite, Big Jug Lover, says Lamar gets injured again. Brown's O-line gets injured again. Pinkett. Pinkett, like Jada Pinkett, throws for 12 Damn. touchdowns and 12 interceptions. <laughs> Bengals run smooth. Easy. Jeez. Okay. So I like him. Damn. Yeah, I, mean, what a guy. I like that. Because you know we're going to call Pickett Pinkett now. <laughs> and Will Smith is going to come in here and slap the shit out of somebody. Keep my name out of your motherfucking mouth. If you haven't seen that Kevin Hart special, you need to. It's funny and shit. Um, but no, Nestor, God, so, why are you trying to get me stressed out? I want to hear from <laughs> JT since we didn't get to hear his his takes on the division the first half. How do you see this division turning out, JT? I don't think he has Steelers going fourth. <laughs> and I got the Ravens at number one. I think a lot of people forget the fact that before Lamar Jackson went down with those injuries last two years, the Ravens either had the one or the two seed, and he won 70% of his games as a starter. A loss record is not a quarterback stat, but it does kind of indicate if you got a great QB, you're going to have a higher chance at winning the games that he starts in. And the Ravens finally did something that many people have been asking them to do for years, which was get rid of Greg Roman. And now people are questioning it. Feel me? It's like, oh, Lamar Jackson was held back as a passer, so they get rid of Greg Roman, who sucks when it comes to passing concepts. That's why he got fired from Buffalo and the 49ers. You bring in Todd Munkin. This isn't just a college coordinator. He was the OC for the Browns. The one year they had Freddie Kitchens, even though he didn't call the plays, and he called plays Derek Cutter's final season with Tampa Bay, which they had the number one passing guard 
offense with Ryan Fitzmagic and Jameis Winston. And that was the year that Ryan Fitzpatrick actually had the Fitzmagic nickname really hmm. come into fruition because, you know, he was going off. He was an MVP candidate, like, a couple of games into the season until the Magic ran out. So you finally give Lamar an uh, offensive coordinator that's going to elevate him as a passer. You got some great receivers. Even if OBJ gets hurt, you got tons of depth. You got Nelson Aguilar, who's been making a lot of plays in camp. Nelson Aguilar is one of those players that he's really inconsistent. You know, like, Preach. depending on where he lands you and depending on how he performs, you know, you can get a really good version, the one you got when he was playing good in Philadelphia for one season, or you get one where he drops a lot of passes. <laughs> Rashad Bateman, Jay Flowers, they call him Joystick, so... I think the Ravens probably have the best record, not just in the North, but in the AFC. I think they go 14-2. and two. Ooh, I got the Ooh. Bengals at number two. I think they're going to go 12-5. and Joe Burrow, once again, like he's going to be missing out on, you know, the offseason program, training camp. So I think the Bengals are kind of one of those teams that just starts a little slow, but they bring back both their coordinators from last year. And they still got a really talented roster. I think they finally addressed the offensive line, Orlando Brown. We'll see how right tackle plays out. They got Lael Collins. Jonah Williams is probably the favorite to win that job because Lael Collins is on pup. And I think the offensive line is the only thing that's keeping Joe Burrow back from winning a Super Bowl. Like, nobody even thought they were going to beat the Bills last year. You feel me? So that was kind of a surprise. I think the Steelers finishing third place and the Browns coming fourth. I just don't see it working in Cleveland. You got questions about their ability to stop the run. And that's a big red flag to me. The AFC North has nothing but teams that are good at running the football. And if you don't really have good depth on your interior defensive line or good talent there, you're not really going to last in this division. The Bengals have a good defensive line. Ravens got a good defensive line. Steelers have the best defensive line in the division. And the Browns have the worst. And plus, we don't know how Deshaun Watson is going to look. Is he even a fit in Kevin Stefanski's offense? His offense is predicated on bootlegs, you know. And I don't really think Deshaun Watson really fits his kind of offense. And, you know, I just think the Browns, I don't think they're going to be like a bad team. They definitely could be like an 8-7 win team, maybe 9. But the Steelers got Mike Tomlin. He's the the common denominator that the rest of these teams don't have. You know, with Mike Tomlin, you're at least going to have a nine and eight record and the team that normally has the better coach with just as good as a roster normally ends up being the better team so i gotta go with the Steelers in that situation over the browns i, I really like that take i have uh, the browns also being in last and then the uh steelers third and then the ravens being in second place but just a game behind the Bengals, who i think will win the division but um yeah, as far as who picked the Steelers last, I did. There we go. I did. <laughs> Thank you for stepping forward. <laughs> there you go. I got you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that pretty much wraps up the AFC North stuff there. Uh, yeah, let's go into um the next video here, which was so I posed the question of who do you guys think is going to be the deadliest duo in the NFL this year. And I mean by quarterback wide receiver duo. Uh, so some of the answers that we got here were uh, June Buck said Dak and CD a little bit of home cooking there, but all right, fair enough. A little <laughs> bit. Uh, I got some points on it. I got some points. 
some more home cooking here with Nestor Tua Jesus. and Tyreek. <laughs> uh, Brody says Stafford and Cub. Um, Isn't Cub hurt now? Yes, okay. I don't know why. And Stafford's been hurt for a year. <laughs> That's fine. Pickett and Pickens. What's that, JT? It was not. <laughs> uh, someone else is Dak and CD or Cooks. Um, no one has said Burrow or Chase yet. That was my pick. Uh, yeah. Tua with Hill and Waddle. That's not a duo. He kind of learns with <laughs> <freaking> math. <laughs> and well, it is because, because Tua's going to be hurt, so it'll be probably Waddle throwing to Hill. Stop manifesting Tua getting hurt. <laughs> we don't Please, have to manifest it. Just well, check yeah, the Mayan yeah. calendar. They predicted that shit that two is going to get hurt this year. You know, there's going to be a new duo that takes over as number one. Over He's going to say Lawrence and Ridley. Whoever. You going to say Lawrence and Ridley? Who said Calvin? Who said Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence? You're damn right. Oh, Ridley and Ooh, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Account, Lawrence and Ridley. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Okay. I I can totally see that would have been that would have been my number two guess. It would have been my number two. So mine, like I said, was Burrow and Chase. My second though was Lamar and Zay Flowers. I think if if Zay is as good as they're seeing right now, I think that's going to be deadly too. But the Lawrence and Ridley thing, I, I want to see some new some new duos kind of coming. Like you know, we're used to Kirk and Jefferson. Uh, obviously now to it and Tyree. Say that again. Hey, if you listen to the current player or former player who played the receiver position, even if Calvin Ridley isn't asked, they bring him up. When you ask any wide receiver to name their top five receivers, a lot of them say Calvin Ridley. I was listening to I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall. He did an episode with Devontae Adams, and he said it's a tie for number five between Stephon Dix and Calvin Ridley, and Brandon hmm. Marshall was surprised and. James Jones said the same thing on Colin Cow on Colin Coward's show. Like he's a great mm-hmm. route runner, has great <laughs> size, great after the catch, and you pair him up with a Trevor Lawrence. There's there's definitely a lot of hype with Jacksonville's offense with Ridley. Yeah. Um with yeah. Lawrence being able to take that step forward um with with Peterson, right? P- Peterson's the coach. Yeah. Used Doug to be P. the Dougie P. Yeah, D- D- yeah. D- Dougie P. Um I mean, hell, if you could win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah, no. Now you got now you got sunshine. <laughs> um, <laughs> they got ETN's healthy, um, and they made the playoffs last year. Um, there, there's a lot of hype with the the Ridley Lawrence, yeah. especially because there's a lot of Man. people thinking that Lawrence is going to take that step forward, possibly even surplanting like Herbert, like in front of him. Right, right. Um, so and he's going to need someone like Ridley if he's going to do it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody said Garrett Wilson and uh, Rogers. Rogers. Nobody said uh, no. Olave and. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no golf and Amon <laughs> St. <Saint> Brown. <laughs> no. That was actually not a bad one either. Uh, but Rogers is already angry. Oh, there you go. Tannehill and D Hop. Okay, he got jokes. <laughs> I always forget Ryan Tannehill was even a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you another one. A good rookie duo, DJ Stroud and Tank Dell. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. you're high on Tank. So, I, 
you know, he's if, if you're on the something. He's camp so far. He's been pretty much their best receiver. Yeah. Yeah, the, Houston's going to be – or not Houston, sorry. Um, Carolina's going to be interesting for sure. For the sure. fact that we had multiple people say Prescott and Lamb, though. Hey, Lamb is good. Lamb, I like Lamb. I love some good lamb. Go ahead. I was gonna say, if you look at what how CD has evolved, and you look at they they you know they took away his number, they took away his protection in cinema, you know, a few years ago. So they had to bring somebody back, and CD had to step into that number one uh, receiver role. So now you bring in a guy like Brandon Cooks, who's always a top five receiver. I mean, that, no matter what, he's a top five receiver. <laughs> and then you bring ball. Gallup back, who's now he should be healthy after having a year, after coming back, you know, having that down year last year. He's mm. going to come back. So now the field now opens up for CD. The, the field is going to be open for him to run and do what he wants because you're not going to be able to double team him like you did in certain situations. San Francisco, D'Amico Ryan knew how to beat. Dallas, and he beat him for two straight years. He knew to take away CD in certain points of the game. And now, now you got Brandon Cooks in the mix. Now you've got a healthy Gallup. And of course, you got Pollock coming out the backfield. So now uh, I can see CD. I, I can see this uh, uh, definitely 100 catches this season and maybe 1,600 yards. Shit. Whew. See, wow. like, like, like I, I hear, I, I hear everything that you're saying. Yep. <laughs> but yep. I gotta keep in the lens that you're a Dallas fan because when I hear you talking, I can hear myself trying to convince other people that you know what, like uh, Seattle <laughs> is gonna go to the Super Bowl this year <laughs> with Geno Smith and DK Metcalf and Lockett and right. Smith John. Right. It it's gonna happen. I know. Well, J- JT thinks it's gonna happen. He thinks we're gonna lose the Cincy. He wants me to be happy about that. Uh, that we're gonna lose. <laughs> That's a high honor. Um, but I mean, I, I, I see it like, and I see the town of Lamb. I just Dak, <laughs> old Dakota. He, he just scares me. Oh yes. Like he scares you. Uh, in- inconsistency. Yeah. Um, whether you're well, hurt or not, though. over the last few years, he's he's just inconsistent. He he can't win the big. He's not clutch. He's not clutch. No, can't win the big game. Right. Cooper Rush was more clutch last year than DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf played four to five less games than any other starting quarterback in the NFL. Still led the league in interceptions. Um, the what? Sorry, you said the DK Metcalf. Oh no, uh, Prescott. Played that, four to yeah, five yeah, yeah. less games than any other starting quarterback yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Led the league in their right, seconds. Right. Um, I just yeah. think but got, that. But you got to remember, he did oh. have the thumb injury. He well, did yeah. have a broken thumb, so that has. Not, I'm not making an excuse for it because I was not happy with the interceptions. Trust me, he was not playing like Dak Prescott. He was playing like Dakota Rain Prescott. Okay. Dang. And, well. and that, but but he did have a thumb. That the thumb injury did have something to do with that. The grip on the ball was not the same. And you know, so yeah, that, that's my take on it. And we had a and we had <coughs> Kellen Moore too. So all right, uh, real quick before we move on, 
who do you think is going to be the best duo Drew Money uh, as far as quarterback receiver goes? I, you know, I was going to go um, Burrow and Chase. If Burrow is out for four or five games, I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, I could easily see um, Tua. Tua is going to get injured. Tua is going to get knocked out. Probably in the third or fourth game. I mean, I hate Edward to say, say that because he could be a really good quarterback, but you know, the man weighs like 125 pounds. All right. You know, I mean, I mean, someone's going to knock his wide, his running back into him, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, you know, I'm I am going to be a homer on this. Oh. Um, I'm going to say Gino and Tyler Lockett. Um, I, hmm. I, I tend to think that people don't give people, give them enough respect and they don't think about them. It's like, oh yeah, you know, Tyler Lockett. Well, Tyler Lockett is like Doug Baldwin with speed. Um, if, if, if you watch, if you had watched Baldwin in his prime and the catches he made and you look at Tyler Lockett and the catches that he made, they're very similar. I mean, it's like you can put the ball in a spot. And you think that the DB has got it, has intercepted it, or it's not going to be caught, and Tyler Lockett catches it. Um, and I think with with the addition of um, the kid from Ohio State, and and if our running backs get healthy and stay healthy, um, we're going to have a dynamic offense. I mean, the two tackles we got last year, um, the guard we got out of LSU this year, even though right now the center looks like it's going to be Evan Brown, but the kid we got out of Michigan is playing fairly well, too. And we'll see how he does um, tomorrow night when, when they start him. Um, <laughs> see, we, we, Jimbo. You know. With that offense that we we can run, I respect a good homer. Yeah, you can can see Tyler getting easily seventeen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. The the only thing that could make me kind of agree with the fact that Tyler Lockett can be in there is that the last four years, any quarterback throwing the Tyler Lockett, whether it's Russell Wilson or um, Geno Smith last year has had over 125 passer rating when throwing the ball to him. Hmm. Um, and he had a near perfect passer rating back in 2021. It was last year with Russell Wilson. And I think it was 142 with Geno Smith last year. Wow. Um, so, like, he's money. Yeah. When he, he doesn't drop it. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's not at lazy. He's a thousand, yeah. a thousand yards and eight touchdowns every – So, you said, every he might be – so. Might be little, might be bald. But um, he can catch the ball. JT, how you doing on time? Got two more minutes. All right. Uh, we'll make the last piece of news quick, and oh, then we'll, we'll start. Oh, yeah. Uh, with what's up with that? So, uh, yeah. So, Nestor asked the question, who had the best offseason in the NBA? Mm. And... Nestor kind of basically posed that the Celtics did first and that OKC was also, you know, they were all right. Uh, but the Heat, you know, 
if if the best thing that the Heat did was to keep Tyler Hero so far, then they don't have too much to write home about. Uh, but <laughs> the people at home, they're saying, <coughs> Randy saying that the Cavs had a good offseason, the best offseason. Bryce said that the Mavs had the best offseason. And Gifts said that the Lakers had the best offseason. Wow. Um, I don't well, know they, at least they were decisive. Yeah, they were. They were. Word answers. They were very <laughs> All wrong. <laughs> but you get kudos for trying. I honestly, I kind of agree with Bryce with Dallas. Because they brought in a flurry of just solid players to put around Kyrie and Luka. And basically are, are almost saying, Luka and Kyrie, we're going to, f- you better get it together. Because... Not that they have a bunch of superstars or even all-stars around them, but they do have some pretty solid role players now with getting Grant Williams. Seth Curry's there now. Uh, Exum is there now. Those are defensive, offensive weapons that know their roles really, really well, and I think that's exactly what Dallas needs. And if Kyrie and Luka can just figure it out, whatever that looks like, uh, I think Dallas did a, the best that they possibly could do. Yeah, but is, is Kyrie still number two? In the puzzle, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Don't Does know he still believe the Earth is flat? Probably. That's a problem. <laughs> um, so that that's why I can't think it's Dallas. You're 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 holding on to Kyrie. I feel that anyone yeah. that holds on to Kyrie, yeah, yeah, like holding on <laughs> to a girl, like holding her hand, and you know she's cheating on you, but you're gonna but do it anyway. Holding on for some optimistic like, reason. Bury your head in the sand. That's that's Dallas. Do you guys have any uh, leading teams for your best NBA offseason? <sighs> you guys, I, you don't have that. Honestly, <laughs> this honestly, this NBA season was just kind of mediocre. In the it, it's I, I see Boston probably as the best, you know, coming <laughs> out of it. Um, I live up here in the DC area and. Everybody was high on what the Wizards did. You know, they made a couple of moves uh, this offseason. But, uh, you know, Dallas did okay. Uh, Golden State. You know, Golden State's always going to be in that mix. Yeah. So, you know. And I do like OKC. You mentioned OKC. I did like like a couple of moves Mm. they made. So So Golden State, you did get Chris Paul, right? They did. Didn't they sign Jeremiah Green? Yeah, they resigned still, Green. Still oh, kind of. Oh, I thought they resigned Green. Oh, they did. It's. Uh, I thought they did. Uh, I mean, probably um, going to be the next one punch. It's going to be a. <laughs> it's going to be Paul. Pool Paul yeah. over to Pete. <laughs> um, I think actually the team that had the best offseason didn't even like trade a single player. I think it's Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you kept your name in everybody's mouth, but his name Lillard crap. And just reminding the rest of the NBA that they're still a team in Portland. Um, <laughs> so you did nothing. Or free advertising. But you still didn't lose any assets. Right. Like you're still there. Um, yeah. You just reminded everybody that you're there. <laughs> um, I think that's a good move. It just kind of taunts him. Even though uh, Nestor hates it. He wants the game bad. <laughs> Nestor thought this deal was done two months ago. Yeah. Dane would leave his wife right now. If he could get Dame Lillard. <laughs> and he literally gave up his citizenship <laughs> in Tampa because he lives <laughs> in Sarasota now. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, Sarasota citizenship. <laughs> to marry the girl. Oh, man. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on before we unpack more of Nestor's personal life. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't much to unpack, man. Look at that room. It's all white. He's like <laughs> in a damn jail cell. <laughs> let's get into <laughs> what's up with that. This, this is where we aired our grievances in the world of sports in the last week. Um, JT, let's start with you. What is your what's up with that this week? Yeah, man, what's up with all this down conference realignment? It's funny because at first I was one of those people that's like, man, you traditionalists need to chill out, man. There ain't nothing wrong with a little change, man. College football can't be the same way that it was in 1926 and 1957 and 1988 that it is in 2023. But with the death of the Pac-12 pretty much looming, you know, Stanford and Cal pretty much just got denied membership into the ACC. But they probably are going to be headed towards the Mountain West because I don't think nobody else in the Power Five is going to take them. I just kind of hate what happened to the Pac-12, man. Um, Larry Scott kind of ran that conference into the ground. They could have had Texas and OU before the SEC. You feel me? Didn't mm-hmm. go through with that. Didn't want to give up the Pac-12 network and let ESPN have it. You know, just a lot of people in the room who weren't really the most knowledgeable about football you know larry scott is more of a olympic sport kind of guy tennis golf you know sports that don't generate a lot of revenue he put more focus on versus you know your big money getter in football so oregon washington usc ucla they're in the big 10 and the majority of the rest of the big 12 schools the four corner schools colorado arizona state and them now we're in the Big 12, so I'm a little bit disappointed because, you know, the Pac-12, I did enjoy watching it throughout my childhood, and I enjoy watching football after 12 a.m. <laughs> well, that's exactly why the Pac-12 was circling the drain for a while. Because if that is like, you know, it's midnight, I can't sleep, fuck Monday work, we got UCLA and Arizona playing. Um... <laughs> but when, when when you look at the demise of the Pac-12, like it's not just this year and it's not just USC and UCLA, mm-hmm. UCLA leaving. Um, I think JT hit it on the head with Larry Scott and the hubris that the Pac-12 had where they kept calling themselves the, Pac- the, the Conference of Champions because they win championships at every other damn sport. Pickleball, they probably got, they probably got a trophy for it. <laughs> Rowing got the trophy. <laughs> Gymnastics, maybe. I don't know. Them, them LSU girls are bad. Um, but all the sports that know badminton, <laughs> fencing, we got right. you. Water yeah. polo will knock you out. <laughs> okay. When it comes to like men's basketball, even women's basketball, men's baseball, when Oregon State has the best baseball program in your conference, shut up. Um, like they just didn't care. The last team to win. A national title in football was USC. And I'm pretty sure that one got stripped because of Reggie Bush. Okay. Um, so what what ends up happening is while everybody else is showing record viewership, okay, SEC, um, highest viewership since 2018, uh, ACC, highest viewership since 2019 big 12 highest viewership since 2013 big 10 higher viewership since 2011 and then you got the pac 12 second lowest viewership in the history of the pac 12 
Damn. Why? Because JT just said it. Everyone's fucking asleep when we're playing. Right. So, I mean, it was, yes, money, greed, um, but the Pac-12 had this hubris about them that they were above everybody else because we have academic standards. Who gives a shit about academic well. standards when you're playing football? <laughs> so, I don't know. I do think that Stan- or I think Stanford's going to go independent. Um, I don't think they'll load themselves to play in the Mountain West. Um, I don't. Cal might just fold all their athletics because <laughs> they've never really cared about them. Yeah. They might as well. I mean, the best thing they ever did was Aaron Rodgers, and that has right. been like just hell on Watch earth Tom for Mitch. the rest of us. I'm like, that's like releasing the devil on the earth. Like, thank you <laughs> for producing Aaron Rodgers. Um, in Oregon State and Washington State, they're going to be in the Mountain West, and they're going to go from making $27 million a year to 5 to $8 million a year. Wow. And G Money and I were talking that Washington State Cougars football team coaches alone have almost a $5 million budget. Or not five budget, but that's how much their salaries yeah. are. Wow. I'm like, so, and wow. schools like Washington State and Oregon State, they can't get rid of any more programs. Mm-hmm. They're already at the limit of sports that you have to have to remain at Division One A. So they might actually end up being in the FCS because I don't think that with the stadium renovations that Oregon State did, the facility renovations that WSU did the last couple of years, you're talking both of those programs. Washington State has over $100 million in debt that they owe the state. Oregon State has over 85 to $87 million in debt that they owe the state. They're not going to have the money. Yeah. So they, they, might get, they might get relegated to the FCS, and that really sucks for them. Yeah. Um, I do. I do think at Washington State and Oregon State can find a way to survive in the Mountain West Conference, and here's why: the college football playoffs got expanded to 12 teams, and a G5 school has to be included. They're going to give the G5 bid to the large, to the highest ranked five conference champion, right? You put Washington State, Oregon State, especially Oregon State. Um, Donovan Smith has that program in a really good um, spot right now. They're on their way up. Let's say next year Oregon State wins 10 games, right? They get into the college football playoffs in the Mountain West. That's a G5 school. That's additional revenue because you get a revenue split anytime your school participates in the college football playoffs. So I think the path for Oregon State getting into the college football playoffs in Washington becomes a lot easier and plus, you know, they can still find a way to be a national brand because they are miles ahead of the rest of the Mountain West Conference. And they're not your typical G5 school. They're pretty mm-hmm. much a former um, Power 5 school that just got delegated to a G5 school. So I feel like Oregon State, Washington State may find a way. Well, Oregon State, more so than Washington State, can find a way to stay a little bit relevant in this. Washington State, mm-hmm. I probably would agree with you, but... I don't know if they were, like, fall off that bad. I do feel like there's a chance that the Big Ten may open their arms because they are rivals with Oregon and Washington, so maybe, you know, they could find a way to get them in there. Now, the the Big Ten is already talking about possibly kicking out some of these lesser schools at their next TV contract. Let Um, me ask you about this. Can I ask you something? Yeah. You sound really well-versed in this. So somebody told me that Washington State and Oregon State can't get membership into the Big Ten because something about they're not AAU schools or something like that. 
I don't know about them being AAU schools, but they don't have any market that the Big Ten needs because with Washington, they get the Seattle market, which is a majority of what, even though Washington State's in Spokane, a majority of their viewership is in the Seattle area, but they're already going to get the Seattle market. And the same with Oregon. They're already going to get Portland. Um, Corvallis is not necessarily Oregon State. Uh, the problem is, is that Oregon State and Washington State are schools that were lucky enough to jump into the Pac-8, Pac-10, whatever, 100 years ago. Um, Idaho was an original member of the Pac, the Pacific Conference, um, and they fell off a great number of years ago. And Oregon State and Washington State have been able to hold on, but they're already being a Power 5 school. They're not able to get the recruits to hang with Washington. Washington and Washington State rivalry is the second largest disparity between in-state rivals outside of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Like, it's so one-sided. Like, Washington State wins maybe once out of every 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, and when you take the revenue hit that they're going to take, going from $27 million to possibly $5 million in Mountain West, is Jonathan Smith going to want to stay at Oregon State. Mm. Is he going to stay at a Mountain West? Is he going to be able to right. get a raise? Is Washington State going to be able to keep their coaching staff? Right. Are they going to be able to get the talent? Mm. Um, you know, are are you going to only be able to get the Mountain West type of talent recruit? Yeah. So maybe they'll be the top dog for the first couple of years in the Mountain West, but when you got Oregon and Washington, and you got USC and UCLA getting the power five recruits. Yeah. What is, what do schools like Oregon state, Washington state, Stanford and Cal really do? Like they're, they're so regionalized on where they are in the country that there's not really another fit for them, but the money just doesn't make sense in the mountain West, but there's no other lifeboat. There's nothing. I mean, the only thing you have in the mountain West is UNLV because they got the Raider stadium now. And that's all you have. That's the biggest draw in the Mountain West is that is 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 UNLV, and 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 the Raider Stadium. That's it. Feel about Oregon State and Washington State making a move for the ACC. You think the ACC takes them? I know they don't want Cal and Stanford, but you know Oregon State has pretty good athletics, and Washington State. I mean, they're not. A top tier program, but they're a program that's capable of being able to give you consistent seven, six win, maybe an eight win, nine win season here or there. Um, I mean, maybe, but then at the end of the day, what's the ACC going to be if Clemson, Florida State, and Miami bolt the next oh, couple of years? Check me out. Check me out. This, this is what's keeping them from leaving. So apparently, mm -hmm. them redoing their television deal, the ACC owns something called a grant of rights. Pretty mm -hmm. much will yep. keep FSU and Clemson from leaving. Because, trust me, if they didn't have that, they would have already been in the SEC. Like, Florida State's fighting to get mm. out the ACC, and the ACC mm. is like, nah. So, this is kind of the ACC's chance to try to add some power to, you know, try to make it a little bit more manageable so they can go ahead and redo the TV contract whenever that comes up and gets more, mm. you know, try to get more revenue. I guess it would just come down to money because if the money that ACC schools are getting is close to what the Pac-12 schools were getting, which Pac-12 is getting about $27 million, um, 
you got to think about the budgets that Oregon State and Washington State have, which is already less than most of the other schools. Do they have the money to budget that type of travel for all the sports? Because keep in mind, like I said, they can't get rid of any of them. They're yeah. already on the threshold, so they yeah. can't get rid of any. Mm-hmm. So you're not just sending football and basketball down there or baseball. Right. You're sending gymnastics. Yeah. You're sending all the all the little Olympic sports down there. Right. Um, I mean, they're, they're going to do whatever they have to do to try to survive. Yeah. Um, and it's a really sucky position to be a Power 5 school that had absolutely no leverage. But they had over 100 years to build the leverage, mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. And it just sucks that Oregon State well, they, right they, now. They had the last 15 years to advance and expand, and they did neither. They, they looked at the landscape, and they basically said, we are the Pac-12. We don't need to change. And when Texas wanted to join, and in Everybody knows if Texas joined, Oklahoma would have followed them. And we said, no, we're starting the Pac-12. We have the Pac-12 network. You cannot have your own network. And we don't want you. And, and, and as Malin stated, you know, the, the hubris of the Pac-12, and not just Larry Scott. I mean, it was also the presence and the regents of those schools because he doesn't act in a bubble. You know, he, he takes things to them and says, this is what I think. This is what we should do. And they either say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And they all thought, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, so you didn't grow. You stayed stagnant. You, you thought the Pac-12 network was everything, and it was really not much of anything. Um, you you walked away from money that ESPN was offering you because you didn't think it was enough. And then when, and then you act surprised when USC and UCLA left. And at that point you could have grown, you could have added, added San Diego state would have at, which would would have added that LA market and the San Diego market. And you could have added Fresno state actually, if you'd wanted to granted, they were two smaller schools, but you would have still had those markets. And you said, no, we're the Pac-12. Well, no, you're the Pac-10. Now you're the Pac-8. Now you're the Pac-4. Four. Four. Now you're not anything. Yeah. And, 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 and it kind of, some of you may remember this, when the Big East, when they became a football power, and then they didn't like, I think it was like 2000, I want to say 2014, 2015, um, when they were, uh, looking at a new TV deal, ESPN offered them like $165 million. The Big East said, no, that's not enough. We, you know, when, when the commissioner took it to the presidents and the regents of the Big East, they said, no, we think we can do better than that. Because they had saw, they had seen what the, the Big Ten had signed for, and they're like, we're better than them. Well, in basketball, yes, you are. But football, as we all know, is king. And that's the money generator. And in football, they were not. And all of a sudden, when they turned that deal down and they couldn't get another even comparable deal, you saw Miami leaving, you saw Virginia Tech leaving. And then once those two left, you saw West Virginia, you see everybody just leaving like 
en masse, basically. And then the big, the big East became what it was before that, a basketball conference, you know, with, with Villanova, with UConn, Marquette. with Georgetown, Marquette. Yeah, ex- you know, they, they just weren't, they weren't the football power and they could not generate the money that they were as a football power. And teams left. And so it's not the first time this has happened. And let's not forget the Southwest Conference. When Texas and Oklahoma left for the Big Eight, that killed that conference. That conference died right then and there when they left. Texas and Oklahoma, um, a couple bitches. So this is nothing new. And they, and, and they no, left a couple the times. Big Eight for more money. <laughs> so it's, it's nothing new. Um, I'm sad. I'm angry about it because I'm a big Pac-12 fan. Big Husky fan, um, but at the end of the day, I don't. I I don't put all the blame on the current commissioner. I don't put all the blame on the previous commissioner. I put it where where it belongs on the presidents and the chancellors of the schools that mm-hmm. had the had the final say. Yes or no? We're going to do this, or we're not going to do that. And because of that, you've got four schools, actually three. Um, Washington State, Oregon State, and Cal, because Stanford can do pretty much what it wants. It can go independent if it wants and then find a better deal down the road, because I know they look at their Olympic sports um, more so than they do at their basketball and football, um, even though both programs have um, given us uh, pro athletes and and, and first-round picks and, and a Hall of Famer in John Elway. Uh, actually, if you look at Stanford, um, if uh, Luck, Andrew Luck hadn't have got injured and said, you know, I'm not playing for the Colts anymore, he could have been a Hall of Famer too. And Jim Plunkett, who landed up, you know, not doing so well at the Patriots, but then winning a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Um, Stanford is not going to go to the Mountain West. Stanford may look at the Big Big 12, not going to go to the Big 10. Uh, the ACC was a reach for Stanford and Cal. I mean, it didn't make a lot of sense. And I saw the ACC doing like the Big Big East did when they started to fold. Before they actually folded, they reached out to Boise State, and they were going to bring Boise State in. And if you recall, that was after Boise State had gone to the Fiesta Bowl twice. Mm-hmm. And so it looked like a real good deal for both the ACC and Boise State, right? Boise State gets exposure. The ACC brings in a team that's onto the Fiesta Bowl twice, you know. And so they're like, okay, this this will work. And then it didn't work because teams started leaving. You know, once Miami and Virginia Tech left, that was it. And other teams started saying, hey, we need to look out for ourselves. And that's what we saw in the Pac-12. You know, USC and, and UCLA left last year, and, yeah, there were overtures from Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten, and even to the Big 12. They were thinking about, well, you, we need to look out. If this TV deal that's supposed to be in the works and is supposed to be really good, if it's not that good, we need to look out for ourselves. And that's what happened. Uh, the Apple deal uh, gave them... 20 a little over 20 million dollars maybe um and it just wasn't that good now i I, i'll tell you what streaming 
is what's going to happen five to ten years from now. A lot of the games that we're used to watching on regular TV or on cable TV, they're going to be streamed. Because your next contract that the, the uh, conferences are going to sign, ESPN, Fox, they're not going to be able to afford those. Because they're going to be wanting six, seven, eight billion dollars. And I guarantee you the ESPN and Fox and definitely not the networks are going to have that type of money. You're going to be looking at it on, on Amazon mm-hmm. or on Apple TV. You, mm-hmm. But you're not going to see it on regular TV. So if you want to watch, you know, if you want to watch Michigan, Ohio State, you're going to have to pay for the mm-hmm. streaming service and watch it on, on one of those. But that's going to be five, ten years down the road. Yeah. At the end of the day, it just kind of just kind of sucks we won't have the traditions. But yeah. Yes, you know, no, it, it, does, but, it, it does. Well, it's, we'll it's, move it's, on. That's, that's... We'll be better. <laughs> These next few years are going to be kind of weird, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the adjustment. yeah they, they, they will. After this season, you know, next year when you, when you start looking at the Big Ten, and my thought is, at some point, the Big Ten is going to have to split into divisions again. They're, they're going to have to do basically a, a West Coast maybe a, a central and then an east if if they don't drop teams like rutgers and maybe illinois because they're not all that good and they haven't been or um nebraska which you know has been a huge disappointment since they joined the big Ten. yeah um jt are you do you need to go now or are you gonna finish out the the last bit here I gotta go, but you know I appreciate you guys for having me on. You know sure. I definitely want to come on again. You know this was a very good conversation, even though my feelings are hurt. <laughs> RP to the Pac-12, man, it's like, hey, man, wow. like you guys don't know how much I love the ability to, you know, watch football from noon to 3 a.m. I was up at 3 a.m. watching Oregon State and Washington State, dog. And then I can go to sleep <laughs> and eight hours later do it again with the NFL. So it's he's like, like he's now like you that. telling me I got to watch either the Big Sky Conference or the Mountain West? No, thank you. <laughs> Even though sleep. Oregon State and Washington State are going to be in the Mountain West. <laughs> it's not he's, the same. Man, he, he's listen, like, y'all help my insomnia. Oregon, <laughs> Oregon and Washington State are playing against Oregon and Washington late at night versus CNN playing yeah. against who? UNLV? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Chip Keller was always good for a laugh at me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Take it easy, JT. Yeah, we will see you next time, man. Yeah. Uh, Again, folks, his um, YouTube channel will be linked down in the description below, so go and check him out and be sure to do that. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. that's JT. Uh, So let's move on to the next person's What's Up With That. do you want to G money? Let's what? What's your what's up with that? Nope, that was it. Oh, okay. It was, was, it was the whole demise of the Pac-12. Gotcha. So we'll just move mm-hmm. on. All right. <laughs> um, I was really hoping that JT was looking to be here for this one, but I'll just do mine real quick. So Adam Pacman Jones, who's been on the Pat McAfee show kind of as of late, he gave a list of his top. I think it's top five corners in the NFL right now. And I'm just going to put his list on the screen here. So you guys tell me uh, what you think about this. Now, at you guys here on Discord, you won't be able to see it, but I will just read this off to you. 
Uh, so he has Patrick Sertan as number one, Sauce Gardner as number two, Marlon Humphrey at number three, Jair Alexander at number four, and then Darius Slay at number five. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder who's not on that list. Right. Woolen. Mm. Yeah. Which I thought was mm. a. I was like, but did he just blatantly forget about him? But uh, somebody mentioned him, and he was like, "No, I don't like him more than Slay," and he just kind of left left it at that. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um, I, I don't know the last time that I really thought that Humphrey, Alexander, and Slay were like actually relevant. Yeah, Jair Alexander. I'm like, like Sertan eh. and Sauce. I could definitely. Last yeah. year they were getting yeah. a lot of a lot of build. Right. Um, yeah. I also thought like JC Horn. Yeah. Over, I like yeah. Jair Alexander. I just, that's weak. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just Pac Man logic there. It is Pac Man. You, yeah. you want to know it's even weaker? I got a, I got a list that's even weaker than that. Please. Okay. You don't have time to put it up, and I'm just going to read it off for you guys. So they asked George Pickens, the wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That everyone said, yeah, he's great. Well, might be great at catching the football. Evaluating talent, we'll see. Okay, so this is his top five wide receivers all time, going from one to five. Okay. okay. Now, the first four, you're going to be like, okay, I could see it, but you're kind of stupid for putting one in front of the other. But number five is going to be a trip. Number one, he has Calvin Johnson. Okay. okay. Right off the bat, number one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Maybe he, maybe, was he born in mm-hmm. Detroit? He was not. <laughs> <laughs> Number two was Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, noticeably, still no Super Bowl so far. Right. Number three. Finally, we get Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice comes in at number three. Okay. So we got Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice. Number four, Julio Jones. This man just loves him some Madden. That, that's what he loves. He loves <laughs> yeah. him some, some, some mid-2000s, early teen 2000s Madden. He's looking at them EA ratings. But here is wow. where Pickens, I'm worried about the mental health. <laughs> okay. If I named you those four, who would be your number five, Jalen? Uh, I, I mean, just name one. Up, but um, uh, maybe Terrell Owens. Yeah, you could put T. So, yeah, so, someone Tito's that high. The best I mean, you still got thing. Chad Johnson, right? Steve Largent, all them people, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, th- this man went Michael Crabtree. As number five. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Seriously. I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> when I was looking at it, I was like, well, that's kind of stupid having Jerry Rice being three. And then I was like, wait, who's number five? And I looked at it and I was like, son of a bitch. This man <laughs> has a brain aneurysm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you could, no, I no mean, Michael that's Brian. No Mark Clayton. 
You couldn't <laughs> put Des Bryant. Des Bryant could put Michael short. Irvin. Yeah, yeah. Andre yeah. Reed. Yeah. yeah, we got none of them cats. Yeah, we got. Wow, come on. That's Mark Cooper, no. Yeah. Shoot. Oh man, Jerry, yeah. I mean, Jerry Rice's I mean, backup, it, it, John, or John Taylor, was better than him. <laughs> That's a couple of people he's, now. He's not even that. the fifth best wide receiver in San Francisco 49er history. I mean, yeah. Isaac Bruce, yeah. Tory. No. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you, I mean just, if you just went I wide mean, outs in San Francisco, there's five more that are better than him. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Right. Yeah. Can, I'd yeah. even put J.J. Stokes ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> this is another case like Justin Fields when he – his top five uh, running know. quarterbacks list. I don't know. Did, I think I this is why they're know. asking these questions. Yeah. I think this is why they're, they're like, they're like, ah, Fields, you did that dumb shit. So now we're going to ask everybody. Everybody's <laughs> going to give a dumb ass answer. Right. Mm. <laughs> it is almost like Pickens panicked. He's like, <laughs> uh, 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 Crabtree. Got it. Grass for the name. That was the first name that came to mind. Yeah. Oh, only one of them. Played in the nineties, <laughs> yeah. And that's Jerry wow. Rice. That, that's, that's this is a Madden kid, <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, God. Nestor, do you have a what's up with that this week? Uh, no, don't. you know what? I know Waddle uh, got a little injury, a little injury, in camp. But you know what? Uh, it's gonna be okay. He's gonna play week one. I'm still optimistic about this team. Uh, Ramsey's going to be back before we, uh, we know it. Everything's going to be good. So I have no I have no issues, no griefs, no what's up with that. Everything is going well. <laughs> it's starting to burn. Right. But you know what? Blink, blink two times if you're safe. I don't, <laughs> I'm getting scared um, at this point. I did like, I just got to do a quick mention because I do watch uh, messy play the way he uh they were down what is it four to two uh they were down three to one and then they scored a goal they got all happy and then there was an own goal and then they went down four to two i was like it's over like this man cannot carry this team they're so bad but then he did it somehow he tied the game they went to penalties messi's played so, messi's man. played five games and has more points than anybody you know, else on the team, he's only played five I mean, games, I mean, five let's, matches. Let's be honest. He's playing in the wow. MSL. The MSL is like MLS. Division Two <laughs> football in England. I mean, I, I guarantee you, I could take my team, which is a Division One team, you know, a tier below the Premier League, and they could beat any MSL team there. MLS. Because <laughs> MSL sucks. It, it, MLS. it sucks. I mean. <laughs> The star right now, and, and Messi will probably be, land up being the leading goal scorer in the MSL. MLS. I mean, it, it's because the MSL should G-Money. be better than what it is. It is the ML. <laughs> it's the MLS, not the it, it, MSL. The Nobody cares, Lee. <laughs> it's, it, it's the NCL. Nobody cares, Lee. Oh, Nobody. God. I didn't, I, mean, I didn't even think I mean, I've ever heard anyone say MLS so many times, but G-Money did literally said MSL like nine times because he's so mad about it. <laughs> I'm just saying about the plug like, of money. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, 
Because at the end of the season, Messi will probably have like 45 or 50, 50 goals easily. I mean, he, he, he'll probably surpass the goals he scored with, um, wasn't he with, with um, PSG? When he was at Barca, he scored 91 goals in a calendar year, which is like the record. He passed Pelé. So he'll probably yeah, pass. I mean, well, if he has I mean, a whole calendar um, year with I, I Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, they, I don't even know I defense. Don't think the, um, MLS plays as many games as they, they do. In um, in the European leagues, but he's he's gonna he will score forty goals easily. I mean, he he's a man playing with children. Damn, that's what he is. Um, and, and and you know, I mean, it, good for Miami. Um, it makes him relevant. Good for the MLS because people are actually watching. Um, and good for his pockets because uh, I bought a <laughs> subscription for Apple TV just you because a, of him. You bought there a jersey? An Inter Milan no, jersey? He's going to make so yeah, much money. I mean, I, mean, crazy. I mean, I think he made a good a good financial decision really playing for Inter Milan, uh, into Miami, should I say. I mean, he's they've already got a vacation home there. Um, he's going to get partial ownership in the team. Um, and Beckham's happy. Beckham's, yeah, he's making a lot well, of Beckham money. Beckham should be happy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's round this out. Junebug, do you have a what's up with that? Yeah, I do. I'm going to go outside the norm. And I just want to talk about the state of boxing, man. Mm. After watching oh, wow. at the city, I'm glad I didn't pay for this. I'm glad I went to the bar. You know, yeah. in my area that was showing the fight, because I would have been pissed off. What is this in boxing? I look at this now, and I'm like, I, I'm a guy who grew up late '70s, early '80s, so I got to see the end of Muhammad Ali going into Mike Tyson, Larry Holmes in between. All these, I got to see the Hearns Hagler fight. You know, I got to see the No Moss fight. And I'm looking at the state of boxing. I'm looking at two, and, and, and I'm looking at Jake Paul fight Nate Diaz, mm. and Nate Diaz looked like he was high. He ain't even a boxer. Fight. They not even. And it, it was the most ridiculous clown car thing I've ever seen in my life. And so I'm just looking at what is boxing go. The women fights were much better than any. Some mm. of the, a, a couple of the, the lesser flight, lesser fights were pretty good for the men. You know, and the one, the, uh, the female fight right before the main event was really good. Uh, but other than that, I, I, the state of boxing, they got to do something. Um, because right now hmm. it's in flux. And I'm afraid in 10 years we're not going to have boxing anymore. Hmm. Well, the next big fight, I think, is Jake Paul versus Logan Paul. Come on. Two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even, even, um, because I didn't watch those guys fight, but even thinking back, La, La Hoya and, and um, Tito when they were fighting, that was, those mm -hmm. are pretty good damn yeah. fights. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just like missed days, you know. That seems like like I, really long ago, but it was not that that long. Ago. Right, right. I just you know I remember going to Vegas doing the Sugar Shane Mosley De La Hoya fight, 
and the buzz that was in the air that weekend. I hadn't moved there yet. I was just visiting. But me and my wife just wanted to be in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was such a great feeling. Like, oh my God, two champions. We about to, you know, we about to be in Vegas. The money mm-hmm. that was the stars, the money that was being thrown around in that city yeah. that weekend. That that's one of the reasons why I moved there, because I wanted to be just around that atmosphere, you know. But now it's like, who? I mean, it was in. I I, I lived in Dallas for seventeen years. <laughs> I still own houses in Dallas. Nobody wants to see a major fight in Dallas. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, they had some of the, the local Dallas stars. Like my little nephew was there. If you know who Yellow Beezy is, that's my nephew. He was sitting in the crowd. Oh, um, but other than that, they. I mean, come on now, it's Dallas. Who cares? That that's how. That's that's yeah, why I look yeah. at boxing now. Who cares now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I look at I look at Nate Diaz in this picture. <laughs> that's yeah. I don't know if you guys just go look at the Nate Diaz Logan Paul way in. Now, first of all, I'm gonna preface this. Yeah. Okay. Nate Diaz whooped my ass. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Nate Diaz is a fighter. When I say a fighter, like it's just like okay, I'll lose if you just restrict me to only using hands. But if you want to catch me out back in an alley and I can use everything with a dumpster and a glass bottle and everything else, I'll whoop your ass. Uh, But the pictures of Nate Diaz in the weigh-in against Logan Paul, I was like, what are we... Like, it almost looked like Nestor took his shirt off and he's up there about to fight Logan Paul. (laughs) There is... You need to look at it, Nestor. And it's actually somewhat of a comment because there's still a lot of definition in there. But there's like... I'm like, what is... What is it? Where's his shoulder? What happened to his shoulder? There's no shoulder. Um, They never should have been fighting. Training shoulders tomorrow. They they, they never should have been fighting that fight. Yeah, um, he, really picked, he picks everybody he thinks he beats. Right. I mean, that's really not even boxing. Let's be honest. It's not. It, it was not, sort of like no. um, when Merriweather Mary fought McGregor, right? Not a fight. That's not boxing. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It really isn't. Uh, hard pressed right now to even tell you who the heavyweight champion of the world is because I don't know. Isn't I mean, and, and that's the thing. But, but you know, really if you start looking either. at the middleweights and the lightweights, you know, that's what you want to look at. I mean, there's no one, the heavyweight, that you look at no. that you can – I can't name him. I can't name a single one. Yeah. Um, Tyson Fury. But, you know, you've got uh, Alvarez. You've got Charlo. You know, you you got some you got some boxes. You just have to, yeah. you know, it's look funny. further down. And, yeah. and you've got some decent fights to watch. Um, yeah. But, but – but that 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 Paul, that's that's not a fight. That's not a boxing match. That's a freaking show. Yeah, and, and, show, and, that's and, a good way to put it. And, and you shouldn't equate it to boxing. But you're right though. Um, boxing has has diminished a lot. I mean, as you said, I I mean I grew up and I and I watched the uh, the Ali Foreman, the Ali Frazier fights. Um, I, I I saw the uh, Thriller Manila. I saw, I saw the, um, not live, mind you. I, I saw it on TV. Um, 
I, I got to see the No Moss thing on TV. I was in Italy at the time. I, I got to see Tommy Hitman Hearns. I mean, these are names, you know, that, that when when someone says them, you know exactly who they are, and you know what weight division they fought in. And Mike Tyson, oh, my God, at 18, when you saw him fight, you watched mm. every fight, every fight, because you knew that when Mike Tyson got in the ring, ring he was going to devastate that person. He was going to – it wasn't like how many rounds is this person going to last. The bets were how many seconds is this person going to last. Um, and unfortunately with Tyson, he kind of went off on a – got involved with the wrong people and, and got away from where he was at. Um, it didn't help that his trainer died or anything like that, you know. Um, but he could have been the greatest – heavyweight fighter ever because he had that ability and he studied he studied film yeah. I mean he could he could sit down and talk to you about fighters of the past heavyweights middleweights lightweights he could talk to you about them and tell you what techniques they used but then he got away from that unfortunately you know when mm -hmm. um, when his trainer died and uh, Don King took over that was the end. I mean, he made a, Don King made a lot of money, but um, unfortunately for Mike Tyson, that ended. You know, he 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 wasn't the same fighter his as he was in his eighteen to basically twenty two, twenty three when he he dominated the heavyweights, and everybody wanted to watch that fight. Everybody, and like I said, name. Name a heavyweight champion. I can't. I cannot tell theory. you who the heavyweight <laughs> champion is for the WBA, WBC, <laughs> IBF. I can't. I, I have no clue who it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, boxing isn't the same. Right. And that's what's up with that for this week, folks. We're angry. Wait, there's a, there's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> we are angry people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we want to thank you all for tuning in. A big thank you to Junebug for taking the time out of your evening to uh, come just talk a bunch of nonsense with us. Uh, you are always welcome back on the show, my friend. Um, his TikTok will be linked down in the description below, so be sure to follow him there. Uh, but until next week, folks, everyone have a very good week, and we will talk to you all real soon. Peace. All right. Peace out. Peace. Thank you.